intent of allowing you to be informed to get connected. When you connect, you begin to grow. And in that growth, you continue on to serving, which is our heart, to develop you into great believers. Amen? So, please keep that in mind and stop by. Ushers, we're going to ask you to come at this time. As we wait upon you for his tithes and our love offerings, our faith promises as we continue to worship him and to magnify him and to obey him, to be faithful in what he's been faithful to us in as we continue to say thank you, Jesus. Amen? So, Brother Wayne, would you, again, ask God's blessing on this morning's day? I think the hardest thing is that we don't reach those places overnight, do we? It usually becomes progression of choices that we've made. But the incredible thing is, he's always there. And when we come to our, as the prodigal of a son, uh, as the prodigal son story talks about, 
came to his senses. When we come to the reality of a crisis and we need him, we find that he's always been all we need. He's there no matter where we're at. But we become comfortable. We become passive. Mediocrity, so to speak. So one of the questions that we've been asking over the past couple of weeks is, where do you live? That was the question that was asked of Christ. Christ began to share with them, and we unveiled some things from the last two weeks that has brought us to this point here today. And I want to talk some more, if I, if I can, in reference of where do we live. I think it's important to understand that as we walk through this, we understand one valid point, and that our salvation comes to us by the Father sending the Son. Do you understand that the salvation comes to us from the Father sending his Son? Now, get that concept, that picture in your head, but we're going to talk about a couple things here in ways that I hope changes your understanding with which we continue to walk with what Jesus has been telling us. So let's take a look at some scripture to begin with. It starts again in Matthew chapter 11. And very simply, as we come into this, it says, at that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and the prudent. Remember what the prudent are? They're the know-it-alls. They know everything. And have revealed them to who? Babes. I love that. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in your sight, all things have been delivered to me by my Father. And no one knows the Son except the Father. No one knows the Son except the Father. Nor does anyone know the Father except the Son. And to whom and one and, and, and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal him. And then understand this. This is not separated. This is all linked together. Jesus didn't leave, go someplace else, and then start up another conversation. This is in the same conversation. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in spirit, and you will find, there it is again, rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And then I want to take us to another portion of Scripture that we've read and just, just, just hit this very quickly to give us that context to recapitulate, to remind us of what we talked about last week. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through your word, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them that they may be one just as we are one. I mean, for a moment, allow the Holy Spirit to mess with your head. Oh, I know about this. Really? Then hang on to your hats because I'm going to challenge you on it. Turn to your neighbor and tell them we're in trouble. We are in deep trouble. Mm -hmm. Yeah, see, here's my thing. No one knows me except the Father, and he knows me from the inside out. No one knows the Father except the Son because I am in him, and 
know him from the inside, and I come out from him. Now, now we just, again, made the statement that, that our salvation comes to us by the Father sending his Son. And Jesus has basically told us that no one knows the Father except the Son because I am in him and he and, and, and know him from the inside and I come out of him. Okay, I'm stretching you. I want to stretch you. I want you to go, mm-hmm, because you need to think about this. This, this, this. this is salvation 101. We've been talking about it. It's not some just, you know, it, it's, you know it's, not, it's not plain yogurt, okay? There's flavor in the yogurt. There's something more to it. And, and what I'm trying you to do is stretch you, to grow you, to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. And understand what Jesus did. Jesus said, I've come to take you to the Father. No man comes to the Father, how? Except by me. How does he do that? Lord, here they are. Here here they are. Look at them. Aren't they good? They all said, yes, I believe in Jesus. No. You are in him. He is in you. And as he comes to Father who is in him, And him who is in Father, if he is in Father and we are in him, we are all knit together in union, one big family. Okay. I'm getting it. I don't know about you, but that just, yes! I get excited about this. I am in Christ. Christ is in me. He's in the Father. The Father is in him. Father's in me. And it's the blessed, holy trinity that is within me. And I am within them. And the power, the the authority of the spirit. Oh, I get excited about this. Because the truth of the matter is, if you don't know this, if you don't grab this, you ain't got nothing. I don't mean to beat you up. I'm not trying to beat you up, but I can tell you straight up, you don't know a relationship with him if all you're doing is continually trying to prove yourself to him. If all you're trying to do is do the right things, act the right ways, not have this happen, not have that happen, not do this, not do that, but just continue to try to earn his love, you're a miserable person. That's not what happens. I am already Now, in him, he is, okay, I'm going to go on, I'm going to go on. Oh, let me recapitulate one more thing. That's this verse right here. It's verse 3 out of chapter 17. Well, first of all, before we do it, I already messed you up, didn't I, Kim? No, you're good. Listen to this verse. I don't know if you've ever read this verse before, but listen to it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Yeah, that whosoever would believe upon him but have, and what is that? What is everlasting life? What is eternal life? Take a look at verse 3 of chapter 17. Jesus says, this is eternal life, that they may know you the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Quote synonyms. That they may know you. This is eternal life. That they may know you. Well, I know about God, yeah. What's he making such a big deal about this? Well, I'm about to, I'm about to drive up in your driveway, get out the car, walk up your front sidewalk, get up on your porch, come into your front door, and sit down with you in the living room. Because what I have to say to you is one of the heaviest things that I carry on my heart for believers. Look. The Son loves you even as He loves the Father. That's who you are. The Son 
loves you even as he loves the Father. Don't don't go trying to earn that love. You can't merit that love. He loves you because you exist, not because of what you do. Look, honestly, remember this. He came to open our eyes and pull us into the embrace of the Father who sent him to get us. He, hmm. You really want your eyes open? Do you want to see? Or do you just want to be saved? He came to open our eyes, pull us into that embrace. The Father sent him to get us. I'll say it again. That's salvation 101. In, 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 this, in, in this scripture, he goes on to describe that rest. You remember what, what he said? He said, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Okay, that, that's, that's what we're talking about. That, that, that's not, I'll say it again, this part is not an isolated text. It's not an isolated scripture that you just reach in and pull out. This come unto me and I will give you rest. It is linked. It is hooked on to what we have been sharing over the past week. Well, especially last week and the week before. So, so this relationship in the Holy Trinity that we are called to be in is called Knowing. K-N-O-W-I-N-G. It's called knowing. Now, let me say this. I know the Father. The Father knows me. That's not knowing about. Look, listen to me. (laughs) I'm going to say that a thousand times, but Knowing about something has an end, okay? Knowing about something has an end. For, for example, uh, I, I go and I take this, this special course, college course, right? Why? Because I don't know about that subject. So I, over the next 12 weeks, will continue to attend the class, write down all my assignments, finish my homework, write my thesis, do all these other fun things, when it comes to this 12-week course, and at the end of the course, guess what they do? They give me a certificate. I know about it now. Does that make sense? That's it. I mean, closed, put it on the shelf, because I'm going to need it someday. I know I will. That's knowing about something. it's, It's an item of knowledge that you've studied, that you've finished, that you've you've done. Knowing in text of what we're looking at in Scripture is, is, is an entirely different issue. The word knowing here and in the Scriptures means intimate. Intimate. So intimate is that word that that word is used to describe marriage in the Scriptures. The intimacy of marriage. It it literally means a personal knowledge. In that the knowledge belongs to you. You own it. You you know what I'm talking about? You know, I have a verse of scripture that that, that I own. That's mine. You can't have it. At least, what do you show me about it? And I've, I've shared it with you a number of times, but... It don't matter to me because I know what I own. Thy word have I hid in my heart. That's a now word. That's what God shows. That's from me. That's my word. That's from him. That's spoken into my spirit, whether it comes through a conversation or reading his word. It doesn't matter how it comes, when I'm praying or whatever. But that word, thy word have I hid. It's mine. You can't have it. I can talk about it, whatever, but you ain't getting close to it. Because that's mine. Even if I did tell you about it, it wouldn't affect you like it affected me. I own it. That I might not. And remember, sin 
Sin is not an action, it's a condition. That condition is walking in independence of him. The action is the result of my walking independently of him. So, yeah, I walk in sin, but it's the condition that produces the outcome. Well, that's another whole story of itself. But I'll say it again. It means a personal knowledge in that that knowledge belongs to you. There, there's some things in my life that God's spoken into my spirit. And I ain't ever going to let it go because it's mine. I feel like a toddler. Mine, 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 mine. But I hope you have a mine, 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 mine in your life, too. That you own it. That yours has changed you. Changed how you see things. It means I've touched. I've felt. I've seen. I've, I've heard. I know. I know. Not about, I, I know. Yet at the same time, just like the Holy Trinity, I don't lose myself in it. As the Father puts himself inside the Son, but he never becomes the Son, right? And the Son doesn't lose himself. I mean, the Son is the Son, the Father is the Father, but they're one. And, 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 and you know, it's like the tea bag and the hot water kind of thing all over again. But I'll say it again. In marriage, for example, what does it say? It says, the son shall leave his mother and father, cling to his wife, and they shall be what? Now, oh, that doesn't mean that the wife disappears into the husband. Okay. You, you don't want that in your head, do you? I don't, I don't blame you. But, but at the same time, it means they are two but they are one in the bond of love. So listen, it's union without the loss of a person. I don't, I don't think that's in your notes, but I'll tell it to you anyways. It's union without the loss of a person. It's a natural in, if I can put it that way. Because as he said, I'm in the Father. The Father is in me. Knowing is that in, if you will. When you know, it's that in. It, I don't stand outside and say, oh, I know about that. Yeah, I know about that. I, I've read the scriptures. I've gone through this. I know that. No, it means I'm in the middle of it, experiencing it now. It, it's also the meaning of the word abide. Abide means remaining, continually in a seamless union. Okay? So, to know a person is to be on a journey into the depths, if you will, of who they really are. And you can't know that in like, you know, 24 hours or something. That, that's called infatuation. Right? You see it in young people all the time. Us old people, we, we gave up on infatuation a long time ago. But, but you watch the, you know, you got, you got a couple in high school, and they're just, oh, they're my, they're, my, they're my one and only. I'll never love anybody else. I'll be with them for the rest. Oh, they broke up with me. Oh, oh, oh. A week later, they're with somebody else, and they're going, oh, they're the most incredible. Oh, they're my one and only. Right? That's you know that in, infatuation is actually two Latin words that literally mean intense foolishness. And I'm sorry, but every relationship does need a little bit of intense foolishness. Amen? Okay, I've gotten, I've squirreled. Don't ask me why, but I did. But, but abiding means to remain continually in a seamless, and, and, and I'll say this again, you're on that journey. So you, you can't know this simply by spending a, a day or two or a week or two with somebody but it goes on and it goes on and 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 you you, you might know this as the journey unfolds but 
it goes on. And, and I'm coming to know this person throughout this journey. It means it is an unending discovery into the mysteries of a person. Amen? Do you understand what I'm saying? I am continually discovering my Lord and my Savior. I've been a believer for a good part of my life. I've been a pastor for 44 years. Wow, you're really old. Yeah, I know. But at the same token, as I have prayed for countless hours, as I have read the Scripture over and over again, I can't tell you how many times I've read the Bible through and all the different versions of the Bible. But I am still knowing, still coming to that on this journey. And, and the whole point is, I'm getting to know Him in, in this remaining continual seamless union and he's blowing my mind all the time i'm discovering i'm discovering an unending reality into the depths and the mystery of who he is look if if i look at a picture of you i can say yeah yeah i know that person but it would take a lifetime to know you that's that's knowing. So, so that's, I'll say it this way, that's very different from taking a course and 12 weeks later getting a certificate. When Jesus spoke of this union of the Father and the Son in John chapter 1, do you remember it? He used another expression that's called face to face. <laughs> You know, look there and say, I don't see that anywhere. Well, uh, let me just put it this way. It says that the Word was what? With God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was, there's the Word, with. Notice I underlined it for you. And the two blanks are literally what that word means in the Greek. Literally. Go look it up yourself. Face to face. The Word was face to face. With God, in God, by God. Look, understand this. Face to face also means eye to eye. Face to face, eye to eye, which means there's no shame. If you're looking into there, there's no shame. It means there's no secret between you. Are you following what I'm saying. I can look you straight in the eye. Hello. And you know what that means? It means trust. I look you in the eye and I trust you. I am not ashamed in your presence. Hmm. That is eternal life. God the Son, face to face with the Father, knowing the Father, that's eternal life. Again, it says this is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you sent. I, I, so I'm, if, look, if I'm going to have eternal life, I've got to end up there. And I'm not mean, I don't mean when I die. It's not that I'm getting there. I'm here. Does that make sense to you? I mean, I'm discovering the depth of it more and more and more every day. I'm, 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 I'm going, but I'm going where I am. Okay, that made a lot of sense, but let me go on. Because the, I, this is, 
Holy Spirit, help me. This is the thing that just blows me away. And I don't just, you know, it's become white noise to so many people. But the one who said all of this was man. A human. Man. The unbeginning God began in a manger in Bethlehem. God who had no beginnings became man. He became man where we are. And he faced life as you and I face it. Man. He was a carpenter. He had to learn the trade. How many know that he probably hit his finger a time or two with a hammer? And no, I don't believe he went, blessed be the name of the Lord. All good things. No, I guarantee you, he shouted and screamed and cried like a baby at sometimes. You know, I can see him getting a splinter in his finger. Whoa. And I don't think he stood there and said, Come out, ye evil thing. I don't think so. He was, he was tempted in all ways like we are, yet without. In other words, he didn't slip into our condition by trusting himself. He stayed dependent. Him who is independent totally on no one, but the... Mm, oh, mm, 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 mm. He's saying this. And remember, he's saying it from where he's at. Because when God became man, he didn't leave the Trinity. So, so when, when God became man... He brought the Father and the Holy Spirit with him. Whoa. I mean, he's talking as man, but he's talking from being face-to-face -face with the Father. I say what I hear him say. I do what I see him doing. Man is talking of knowing the Father. I'm ready to dance. And you're ready to go, what's he talking about? Look, 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 look. Man talking of knowing the Father. He is showing us, you and me, that this is what life was always meant to be. That's life. That's eternal Life, that is life as God has it. Oh, to never achieve. Oh, would you get over achieving things and realize you're in him. He is in you. He brings us to Father because he is in the Father. And Father is in him, which means he, us, we, we're a family. The Bible says we're related by, ha, huh, blood. Mm. I'm dancing. I'm sorry. I got my own tune in my own head right now. Mm -hmm. Mm. Okay. I got to go on. Sorry. You and I live here, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we live at such and such an address on this such and such a road. And, 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 you know, we, we, we live in a carpenter shop or the business or the machine shop or the, or the office or the school. But that's where I live. That's what we started talking about two weeks ago when John asked Jesus, where do you live in John chapter 1? 
tears of the bosom of the father face to face as he's walking around here on this earth. Then he said, I have come to give you that knowledge. I have come to give you that knowing. And again, this is gospel 101. This is really the basis of God face to face with the Father. Love himself became one of us and told us because he knows what's going on there. He said, I come to bring you to know what I know. And that is to have life and to have it more abundantly. Oh, hello, somebody. Paul said, we're seated in Christ in heavenly places. What does that mean? Except for what Jesus is saying right here. I've come to bring you where I am now, right now. That relationship within the Holy Trinity, God has become man, and now a man is living out that relationship and is saying, I've come to bring you to the Father. Do, do me a favor in your leisure. I know, I, I know you don't have any time, but if you can just make a little bit of time, I want to challenge you to read Ephesians chapter three, or chapter one, verses three through thirteen, maybe even sixteen. That will wrap up all I'm saying in the words of Paul. But I want to read one portion of Scripture in verse four. He says, "Just as He chose us, where." In him, when? Whoa. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. I love that. This is the reason he came. This is the reason he came. It was done before the foundation of the world. Do you do grab that? Jesus came to deal with that. And of course, he had to deal with sin because man has really messed up. Amen? Now listen, what man did was replaced his meaning of existence. He replaced his meaning of existence. And, and, and we'll, we'll deal with that. But in dealing with it, it's in order to get to what we're talking about here. That is what we're after. You say, Jesus came to, to deal with sin. And you're right. But if you just put a period there, you're wrong. He came to deal with sin in order to bring us home to the Father where we'll be welcomed as sons and daughters of His holy family. Can somebody say amen? You know, the truth of the matter is, the things, the, the, the things have changed pre-Christ being coming man and post, which is into the Gospels. God, it's the old versus the God the Son has become one of us. Without ceasing to be God, He carries us into the Holy Trinity in a human being who was born is now face to face with the Father. Father spoke. What did he say? He said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. 
He spoke that to the man, Jesus. Jesus has no doubt with who he is. He knows he's the beloved. He knows that he's loved of God. He knows there's no doubt that he is the Son of God. And, and, and I mean, do, 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 he knows it. Do you know who you are? Do you know who you are as a child in him, him in you, you and father, father in you? All this together in the power and authority of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Yes, I get excited about this. He carries us into the Trinity. He, he, he becomes one of us without ceasing to be God, to carry us into the... Look, in a human being who was born, who is now face to face with the Father, Father spoke, this is my beloved Son. And he spoke that to the man Jesus. He knows who he is. He know, Look, friend, he knows. He knows. <laughs> he knows. There's, there's, can, 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 um. I don't want to offend anybody. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, this is for me, not you. Just, just kidding. Yeah. Emotionally, Jesus walks in a state of peace because he knows the Father. The Father knows him. He knows who he is. He's very much man, but he knows. There's no doubt. So emotionally, there's peace. Now compare that to our emotional state <laughs> all the time. And, and that's for the people who don't get on the Internet. Did you hear about this? Did you know that this? Did you know there are green men that are coming from Jupiter down to this place here? I don't know. Hey, hey. You know, it doesn't matter. The reality is perfect love casts out really what hanging on to the stuff for. I mean, I mean, understand, he knows it. He knows it. He doesn't carry a grudge. He's not bitter. In fact, you'll hear the words, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Whoa. That is eternal life. We... The, you know what we have a tendency to do? We, 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 we put everything into the future, and you've got to die to get it. That's not the message. Not the message of the New Testament. The New Testament doesn't say anything like that. The message of the New Testament is that everything is now. Everything is now in Him. Him in us. Everything is N-O-W explanation point. Amen, Pastor. I really hope that it's not something you hear about. It's something that you know. That you experience. The Holy Spirit taps you on the shoulder, turns you around, your eyes go, I see it! Whoa! You here now are in Christ, face to face with Father. That is so. Where he lives, we live. That is salvation 101. Can you say amen? So I have a question for you. Do you 
know the Lord. Something we usually say to unbelievers, do you know Jesus? Do you know the Lord? And I fully agree. I'm not going back on it. That's what I'm saying. But friend, we, we don't know what we're talking about. When we ask somebody if they know Jesus, it's not about knowing about. That'll come to an end. Do you know? So I'm asking it of believers this morning. I said believers. Because it's something you have, but you don't realize. Whosoever believeth on him will not perish, but have. Hello, that's who you are. That's where you are. Are you living there? Do you know him? Do you know him? Hey, I understand the problems. I understand the circumstances. But you know what? Jesus walked in the same stuff we did, but he walked in it showing us who we are to be, who we were made for in the middle of it. Do you know him? Do you know him? Touches, man. Is there a knowing I am in him? He is in me. Go back and read John. Go back and read Ephesians. Go back and read Matthew 11. Go back and read John chapter 1. Go back and go through it again and realize that the Holy Spirit speak into you so that there is this seamless union with him that realizes in your spirit for what Christ has done for very, mm, won't preach for another hour if I'm not careful. The heart is for you to know him. Not know about him. I know a lot of people who know a lot about who God is. I know a lot of people who know a lot of scripture. I know a lot of people who pray for a lot. I don't know if a lot of people know him. When he is waiting to be known, he said, if you seek me, you shall find me. When you seek for me with what? All your heart. Lord, thank you for your word this morning and for speaking into our hearts and lives challenging us, for taking us to a, another level, another plane. Lord, I, I just, I, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would open our eyes of understanding. <sighs> that we would see what we have not seen before. Experience what we have not experienced, not because We've gotten to know about something better, but because there has been a witness of spirit, your spirit and our spirit, there has been a breakthrough, not a breakdown. Father, we've spent so long trying to do the do's and that's the that's and accomplish all this in, in order to All ye who are weary and heavy laden, come, and I will give you knowing. I will give you rest. I will give you abiding. I will give you what can never be achieved on your own. Partake of me. Learn of me. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Understand 
understand. Understand my heart for you, God says. Understand my desire for you that simply says, all things have been delivered to me by my Father. And no one knows the Son except the Father, nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal him is coming. All you who are weary and heavy laden, and I give you rest. Learn of me, for I am gentle and lonely in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. In the name of Jesus. Lord, if there be one here this morning who has never known you, I know that by your Holy Spirit, there's a reality in them right now that says, can't do this life without him. I know that there's more. And this morning, Lord, as they take that choice and say, I believe in the only begotten Son, this day, something very real is taking place in their lives. Receiving spirit joining, life changing. They're becoming what you created them to be in the first place. Thank you for their life. And thank you for believers in this place who in the name of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, you've been talking to them about family. about the elder brother. You've been revealing to them of who they really are, yet where they've really been living. So Holy Spirit, Let there come out from within them a shout of joy, a realization, something they cannot explain. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Would you stand with me this morning? How many know that don't like it when I ask you to do certain things. I really feel very strong, very drawn on this. I, I wanted to make sure I, I, it's what I absolutely felt in my spirit, and I absolutely feel this. Would you do me the honor and the favor of taking of your communion packet, and would you step out from where you're at, and would you join me down here as we do this as family? as we do this as body, as we do this in him and him in us, when Jesus, eh, give me any day. Jesus, for the blood of Christ, thank you, Jesus, washed me white. Would you step forward a little bit more so those in the back can also make their way up?
Sing it out. Come on, guys. Thank you, Jesus, for the something. The enemy loves to come in at times like this and beat the tar out of you. Well, yeah, it's a nice thing Pastor said, but let's face it. You is an ugly person. You got so much wrong with you. You got so much hate in you. You got so much bitterness in you. You got so many problems in you. How in the world? There is no way. Shut up. You're a liar. Oh, you, can, you don't have to say be gone. You can just tell them to shut up. And in and, 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 and honesty, the, the bottom line is he can't stay in the presence of God. Amen. He's not speaking to where you're joined to Christ. He's speaking to your head. How many times have I have I cried out to you, live from your heart where you are joined to him. That's why this, that's why Paul says that we're transformed by the renewing of this thing. And I'm saying that because you're being robbed of some things. I'm not trying to get all goofy on you and stuff. But friend, if you realize you're in him and he is in you and the Father, the Holy Ghost, all that together, then you begin to realize that where I'm at, if I'm in him and he's in me, then greater is he that is in me. And I don't have to fear that stuff now. I don't have to fear my grumpiness. I don't have to fear my anger. I don't have to fear my sickness. For that perfect love cast it out. And I live in a peace that wasn't there before because I was living from here and not from here. You are in him. He is in you. He is in the Father. The Father is in him the Son, and we are in Him, the Father, in us, so it's all together in the joy of the Holy Spirit. Because it's this Holy Spirit who imparts this life, who brings us together. Oh, man, that's another hour. And I'm saying to you here this morning, rise up, believer. Take hold, believer. Know who you are. As Christ knew who he was. And realize that on the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread and he gave thanks. I'll wait till you zip it open and you give thanks.
Jesus. Oh, thank you for the blood of Christ. Thank you that I am whole and complete. I have been made righteous. I mean, I don't make mistakes and blow things. That's the human part of me. I am talking about my heart, my spirit, my life that is joined to you, and you join to me. Your grace abounds. And I stand amazed that on the same night in which he was betrayed, he took this bread and he gave thanks. And he told us to do in remembrance of you, in remembrance. So, Lord, let this day of Holy Eucharist become something more than it has ever meant to us before. As it reminds us, renews us, and restores us. Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you. Say it with me. I receive my healing in every organ, in every cell, in every part of my body. I receive, oh yes, my healing in every organ, in every cell, in every part of my body. And when he had broken and given thanks, he said, partake of this bread. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So we partake of the bread together. Mm. And as you wow, now voila. I'm declaring it right now. There's some things happening in people right now. In the name of Jesus. It doesn't mean you have to feel something, sense something. You, you don't, no, 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 no. It's just a very real realization that will be made known to you, is being made known to you, is something that's stirring in your spirit. Something is happening that can only happen because of who he is and the union you have in him. In the name of Jesus. After supper, he also took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Oh, give me another hour. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So we partake of the cup together. Oh, yes, in the name of Jesus. Glory to his name, glory to his name, there to my heart was the blood applied, glory to This morning. Amen and amen and amen. Diane, take us from the top of that song. Just, just very quickly, guys. Just start, give her a note, please. I was a wretch. Come on. I remember who I was. Sing it with her. I, I was, was lost. lost. I, I was blind. blind. I was running out of time. Sin separated. The breach was far too wide. But from the far side of the chasm, you held me in your side. To bring us home. So you made a way across the great divide. Left behind. Heaven's throne to build it here inside. Yeah. And there at the cross, you paid the debt I owe. Yes, bro. 
broke my chains, freed my soul for the first.